right, it's Friday morning on X-Ray in the morning. That means it's time for Minority Retort. My name is Jason Lamb. I'm the co-host and co-producer of Minority Retort, the comedy show, which you can see at the Siren Theater. It's an all-people-of-color comedy show. It's hosted by myself, Naraj Srinivasan, and Julia Ramos. But here on this show, we don't just talk to comedians and talk about comedy. We also talk to other thoughtful and creative people who are doing things in the community. And so pleased to have my guest today and joining me in the studio, who's a returning guest to the show. She's a very talented filmmaker, and she's got a very exciting film that uh, was recently completed, and uh, I'm excited to talk to her once again today on the show. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. K- Kalima Abioto. <laughs> dang. Dang. You I know, was about to say the other word. Here's the problem. Dang. Kalima Abioto. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Here's the problem. <laughs> You come from a very talented family. That's true, but let's get let's get into me right now. Well, hold let's, on. Let's talk about me. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, before we get into you, I want to get into me yeah. and how my brain works. Okay. And okay. by works, I mean fails a lot of the time. And so, as I mentioned, your talented family. That's true. That's true. Uh, who do a lot of wonderful things mm-hmm. in this town. Their names all swirled in my head at the same time when I was introducing you. Okay. And so, okay. <laughs> I was. which one do I pick? I know who's sitting in front of me. It's Kalima, but my brain didn't make that connection. Oh, okay. It was thinking about you. other members I of your family you. okay. as well. Okay, okay. But, it's a, but they're not here right now. They're not. They're not. And you're here right now. That, that Kalima Abiyota. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I'll <laughs> let that one pass. I'll, I'll give you a pass on that one. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I, I don't deserve it. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you just did a film called Black Genius. Yes. Now, is the official title Black Genius or Black Genius Memphis? Uh, I don't know. I'm still figuring that out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> just like I'm trying to still figure out what your name is. Um, uh, for folks that uh, haven't seen it yet, uh, what's Black Genius about? Um, it's, it's really just a kind of portrait um, of... Uh, where I'm from, Memphis, Tennessee. Um, uh, just, just the talent and the, the beauty that exists there. Um, it's a majority black city, um, and yeah, just, just, I just wanted to highlight like the people there, the community, the kind of the culture, the the language, and so yeah, um, that's what it's about. How long has it been since you lived in Memphis? Um, what what constitutes live? Oh well, okay, we're getting deep already. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> since, I don't know. I'm I'm always back and forth there. Since you had a primary residence in, in oh in okay, I'll put it that way. Sure. Um, let's see. That was um, I guess when I was 18, like before I left okay. for college. Okay. Yeah. So, and when did you travel back there to make the make the film? I went there in the. Summer of 2016. Okay. Uh, Well, the reason why I asked is I wonder what changes you've seen. Sorry, 2017. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I was just wondering what changes you've seen in the span of time that you, and you you said you you, you go back and forth and you you visit there frequently, but what what changes have you noticed about your city that uh, that captured you uh, the most? And what did you represent in the movie that, that reflected that? Um,. Sorry, what changes have I seen? Yeah, I mean, since you lived there. Okay. Um, well, you know, I guess I guess we see this trend like uh, in a lot of places, but of course there are um, 
there's like a resurgence of people who want to come into the inner city and you know make it a walkable place make it um hip you know call it something different from what it was you know and of course some of these areas um because of like the crack epidemic because of um uh the the economic situation in the 80s and 90s um like in the black community these neighborhoods have become like blighted areas and then uh people come in and buy the buy these homes buy these um uh i don't know corner stores or what have you like and they call it revitalization um and so that's i guess currently what's what's happening there it's happening slowly slower i think than i've seen in other places but it is happening um but I think making the film, I wanted to kind of maybe um, acknowledge that it was happening, but also like maybe say there's another way, like, you know, so, yeah. And so you live here for about seven years, is that right? Um, yeah, film? about seven, eight years. And obviously gentrification is something we talk about a lot here in, in Portland, um, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's uh, it's real concern or it's... Uh, uh, hand wringing or you know it's a, it's it's something to fill up uh um you know news columns and, and things of that nature but um was it the recognizing the the gentrification that's going on in portland did that inspire you in some way to do uh address what's going on in memphis uh yeah of course i mean there's no way you can you know come out here and see like you know just um the kind of like I guess removal in a way or just I don't know what you're going to call it migration or whatever of black people from their neighborhoods and and not like you know compare that to where you know I'm from luckily Memphis is a majority black city it has like a a a nice population of black middle class people um and uh so it's not happening as fast there. Like, you know, there are black people in the inner city and there are black people in the suburbs. So it's not like, you know, you're just going to push everybody out all at once. Now, of course, you know, Native Americans, you know, that that did happen. Right. You know yes. what I mean? Of course, we had slavery. That did happen. So there was definitely, like, it's, it's definitely possible. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to look at things on a on a global level and different in different spaces and places and say well that happened then it is possible for stuff to happen now in our current climate you know what i mean so we need to be looking at that and using our art and tools as a way to to um to kind of foresee or prepare or do choose another option do something else you interview about a dozen people or so in the movie uh, i want to say uh were they people that you had known already or how did you discover the interview subjects? Uh, some of these people I knew. Um, some of these people I had just met or some people had been introduced to me. Like some people I met on the street. Some people, um, you know, are family friends. Um, and some people I was introduced to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, said that twice. But <laughs> <laughs> uh you open the movie talking with an, an older woman who talks about her experience and why she left where she grew up in in uh, Mississippi mm-hmm. to uh, come to Memphis, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's kind of a rough tale. Yeah. Um, 
uh, wonder if you could talk about her, wh- whom that woman is, and, uh, and and what her story was. Yeah. Um, so, um, so this woman I met, I I got a grant to do uh, some of the film, um, and I was working in this particular neighborhood, and this woman lived in this neighborhood um, on this street called um, Stafford. Um, and she is, um, I don't know, she's just a strong, like, presence, a strong force, you know. And uh, I was like, okay, well, you know, let me let me talk to her. Um, and, um, you know, she's just all about, like, I don't know, her neighborhood. All about, you know, um, yeah, going to church and, you know, a believer. You know, you definitely have people like that there um but she has a an extraordinary personal story you know where um she was basically abused by you know a white man you know like and it sounds the tale sounds like it's something from like the way distant past but it's it was i mean she's an older woman but she's still living and can live to tell the tale you know so but basically she says in the in the movie that she was um assaulted by this this man who owned a plantation yeah um and she she was beaten with a rope mhm and she i think she was like 11 or 10 or 11 years old um and just like you said the way she described it it's uh, it sounded like she was talking like she was a slave yeah. Um, but this happened in the 1950s, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talks about how she, her, her mother, after learning of uh, what had happened to her, she knew that she had to get her daughters uh, out of Mississippi, mm-hmm. and, and that prompted the move to Memphis. And she, she talks about how uh, her mother's tears gave her strength, mm-hmm. essentially. And I was, I wanted to ask you. It's something to, as an audience member, watch that, have that experience. And you as a filmmaker, you have to to frame that and, and, and tell that story. But what was it like for you to hear that story just as a person? Yeah. In that moment? Um, it, it was very, like, it was powerful. You know, I think, one, because I there was no way for me to have known that, you know, have I... Had, had you know I don't know it was just it was powerful it was powerful just I don't know I think we put so much value like on physical things sometimes like and just to hear that she it wasn't that you know I don't know she had money and she could leave or you know what I mean and like the money gave her strength or something like that or it sounded like they didn't have much you know but like this very like kind of ephemeral thing of her mother's tears you know what I mean like her her mother having empathy or sympathy like for her daughter and to be strong enough to believe her and to say I'm gonna do something you know like yeah that was powerful yeah just a couple minutes left here with my guest today filmmaker Kalima Abioto not the other Abiotos that I was thinking of when I was introducing (laughs) you Kalima Abiyoto's right Kalima Abiyoto. Kalima. 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 Hello. This is me. 
No, just right. As I mentioned, you, but you interview a, a variety of people uh, mm-hmm. in the movie. Uh, I was obsessed with Angel, uh, oh, she was the cool. rapper and singer. Yeah. Um, and uh, her talking about Memphis uh, as well um, as the, the bakery owner. Is, is a bakery owner? Uh, oh, no. Um, oh, oh, like, uh, yeah. So the bakery owner, the guy, uh, uh, Daniel? Yeah, that, that was running yeah. the, um, the, the business uh, that it was left to him for his grandmother. He, yeah. he gave a, a nice um, kind of overview of what, uh, what people experience in Memphis and why he's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to tell you, the, the, you, you end the film with a singer... Um, who <laughs> she sings about uh, a black butterfly taking flight uh-huh. and I'm like why is Kalima Abiyota trying to make me cry with this movie <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, that was a wonderful moment uh, that cool. I want to say thank you for and, 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 and why she's singing that a butterfly actually landed on her oh yeah I know performing it. yeah it was beautiful what's it like to capture a moment like that like what, do you, what do you feel like when something like that happens Um, I guess it's just I don't maybe satisfaction that the that the vibe is right that you're like doing the right thing you know that you're on the right path you know like these synchronicities just keep happening and I feel like like the viewer experiences the emotions but definitely like the people like uh Sakita you know and I were I felt emotional you know I felt emotional like with Angel you know because she was things that weren't shown in the film but things that she said you know um that she was talking about her grandmother so it was just really beautiful like just to spend time with people and talk to them yeah so we've talked a lot about the movie but is there anywhere people can see the movie (laughs) um it's gonna be showing at indy memphis on november 4th at hattie lou theater uh in memphis tennessee um, but other than that, not right now. I need to make some plans for it, but I hope that it'll be shown more widely for sure. And we were talking just before we went on the air about how you you make these wonderful films, uh, but not necessarily with a plan in mind what to, what how to, to do, do with them afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't go to, I didn't really go to school for this, you know, in a sense of, like how to do the whole process so I'm definitely still learning you know I'm still learning the craft and I'm still learning the 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 marketing side and all of that so I'm I'm figuring it out well if people have heard this uh, interview today and they want to contact you and and set up a screening uh, of this film how can they do that yeah um you can uh you can <laughs> you can go to my website at K-A-B-I-O-T-O dot com uh, or you can email me Kalima dot Abioto at gmail dot com Fantastic Yeah, thank you for having on, me on the show I didn't mean to wild out there on the name <laughs> thing My bad <laughs> The bad is mine But thank you for, for joining me once again on the show <laughs> Kalima Abioto and uh, we'll be back to wrap up the show in just a moment <laughs> Thanks